All right, James, here's what I really want to know. I really want to know how much are you spending on ads these days? Uh, I mean, it fluctuates. Like my highest days, I've spent like over 100K in a day. And right now, I would say it's roughly around 50K a day, closer to there. Nice. Yeah. But that number's going to be much bigger soon. It's small right now. <laughs> I think you're 50 to 100k a day. You're you're definitely in the top. Uh, you're in the you're in the top five of the guests on the Rich Head Forehead podcast. So congrats. Ah, thank you. <laughs> this is just the beginning. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll have you back next year. Then you just crush everybody. I love it. On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, we have James Yun. James is an affiliate marketer who spends over fifty dollars to $100,000 in ad spend a day. On this episode, James dives into how you can scale affiliate offers, and he also dives into the practical nitty-gritty on split testing, the importance to data, and why you need to be tracking everything in a spreadsheet. If you're in the affiliate world, buckle up because James is about to drop some bombs. So go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But before we begin, go to funnel-.com if you are an agency owner or media buyer to find out how you can scale your ads and get some cash back. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Zach Johnson and Dylan Carpenter. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson. I'm with Mr. Dylan Carpenter. Dylan, you ready to talk about some affiliate marketing today? Always, man. We're on a little affiliate roll. Let's get it going. <laughs> yes. Well, today uh, we're, we're doing DigiWeek, man. It's all about DigiStore24 uh, this week. And we have a co-host with us, Aman, who is the senior affiliate manager at DigiStore and works with uh, pretty much the biggest affiliates in the industry. Um, and it was per uh, Aman's recommendation that we have on uh, today's guest. So Aman, welcome to the Rich Ad Porad podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. Good. How are you? It's good to be here with you guys. Yes. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do at DigiStore and how you guys are crushing it over there. Yeah, we are totally crushing it. Um, I am the senior affiliate manager, as you said, and I basically manage the top between Darcy and I, who was on the um, episode probably previous to this, was um, there were 100 accounts when we started. So between us, we're doing 100 to 120 managed affiliate accounts of people that make upwards of 250000 or more a year. Um, we also manage affiliates that make $250,000 a day. So we are working with the top of the top, the creme de la creme, and we are always plugging them in with the top hot converting offers and basically playing matchmaker between vendors and the affiliates on the network. That is so cool. And you guys run a bi-weekly co- coffee and cash. I love that name, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So Darcy and I, um, every other week, every other Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific, we do a live webinar called Coffee and Cash. And by the name, as you can tell, we get our coffee and we get online and talk about the top offers on Digistore that week, that month. Um, We switch it up sometimes and have guest speakers from different 
um, parts of the industry. We've had, you know, copywriting experts, funnel hacking experts. I mean, you name it. So we just try to add value to um, anyone that's tuning into that. Very cool. All right. So Aman, you want to introduce today's guest? Yes. James is one of one of my favorites. I have a lot of favorites, but I will say James is in the top three for sure. Um, <laughs> he is such, I mean, just a genuine, obviously a superstar affiliate, but just an awesome person to work with in general. But I worked with James previously at a different network and about a year ago. And um, when I came over to DigiStore, he kind of came over for a specific offer and he just blew it through the roof. I mean, it was un- unbelievable to see him do that amount of um, volume in such a short amount of time. So he is just an awesome affiliate, awesome guy. And uh, I, I love watching him grow and just continue to crush it. That is amazing. Well, James, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, guys. Pleasure to meet you guys. And thank you for the amazing introduction, Iman. Yeah. Very kind. Very kind words. <laughs> yeah. So, James, how long have you been doing this? Not too long, around a year and a half now. That's like when I first started. So, I actually did drop shipping a little while. Like before, I did drop shipping when I was in college. Um, did around like 30K in revenue. But after that, couldn't really find any winning products and didn't go too well after that. So, I stopped digital marketing for a bit for maybe around a year. And then um, I started taking a course on affiliate marketing from Chris and Andrew, who run the Wi-Fi bosses. And I started learning affiliate marketing from them. And then from there, just everything took off super fast. Man, amazing. Cool. So uh, so give us a little inside scoop, man. What's, uh, what's working for you these days? Tell us about your rich ad. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like, one, one thing I would recommend for every advertiser to do is split testing. I mean, split testing is always going to be the most important thing. I literally split test everything. That, that's talking about the targeting, creatives, copies, landers, you know, and just anything else you think might work. So I can't stress enough how important split testing is because I see so many young advertisers who try Facebook ads. And this was my issue too when I first tried it around um, is they try Facebook ads for a little bit and then they give up when they don't see results early on. Right. But then just remember that every one dollar you spend on Facebook ads is data. And even if you're not getting that conversion that you want and maybe your ROI isn't even one at zero because you're not making any sales, but you're finding out what works, but also what doesn't work. Right. So every time you spend money on Facebook, you're actually getting closer to your goal. So I tell you know people don't ever get discouraged if your ads don't perform well, especially in the beginning, because you haven't tested anything. You're just kind of throwing things against the wall and hoping that something stick around. Right. And so when you actually are spending money and things aren't working, you should be more excited because you are getting closer to your goal every time, right? So one little trick that I learned, and I learned this actually from one of my friends recently, and they also do affiliate marketing. Uh, so shout out to Mark Todd for teaching me this. He's also one of my close friends. But this is for people to try, or this is for people trying to make their split testing operation more lean. Or if you're on a limited budget, um, this will help out a lot. So one thing I've been doing is I launch engagement ads uh, when I'm split testing my creatives and copies and then see which one gets the highest engagement, right? And engagement ads are really cheap. So you're going to get a lot more traffic and which means if you're getting a lot more traffic, you're getting a lot more data. So the ad with the best engagement, 80 to 90% of the time will do well when you run conversion ads with them, right? So obviously it's not as good of a data point as 
if you were to straight just run conversion ads for on the creatives and copies and see split test that way but that way is a lot more expensive when you do engagement ads since you get so much traffic at a cheap price you can get the data you need at a fraction of the cost and this is like 80 to 90 percent accurate so you could save a ton of, ton of money split testing with engagement ads and then converting it to conversion ads once you find those winners. So that's like one thing that's been working extremely well for me for split Pro testing. Pro tip. Pro yeah. tip. I love it. What do you think, Dylan? I like it. Do you use the same post IDs to kind of retain that social proof or do you just kind of duplicate it to let it go from scratch since it's already kind of proven itself? Let it go from scratch because especially if you retain the social proof, then that social proof can influence the, I guess, performance of those ads. So I want to do everything brand new with, know no social proof at all because for engagement ads i almost take a split testing cost as a loss so i actually set aside around 10 percent of my budget uh for split testing and i'm always constantly split testing because especially if you're scaling at a high level you're going to always need new creatives and copies right so and then for early advertisers who are just coming into the game that's one big issue that we i've seen a lot of students have is they don't know how to split test properly and then even if they do it costs too much and by the time They've spent a couple thousand dollars on split testing because it generally costs that much to find winning products, right? Winning offers or winning creatives. They spent a couple thousand, they don't have any more money and they can't even scale. Mm. So this is a very easy way to split test a lot of different creatives, a lot of different copies at a cheap price so that when you do find a winner, you actually have budget remaining that you can use to actually scale the ads. All right, James, here's what I really want to know. I really want to know how much are you spending on ads these days? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it fluctuates. Like my highest days, I've spent like over 100K in a day. And right now, I would say it's roughly around 50K a day, closer to there. Nice. Nice yeah. work, man. You're, that number's going to be much bigger soon. Small oh! <laughs> I think it, you're 50 to 100K a day. You're, you're definitely in the top... Uh... You're in the, you're in the top five of the guests on the Rich Head Poor Head podcast, so congrats. Uh, thank you. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Okay, all right, we'll have you back next year. Hell yeah. Just crush everybody. I now, it. I do have a question for you. When it comes to the split testing side, since it's kind of a big point of the topic, if you just launched an offer, you know, maybe it's getting some traction, what are some of the first areas you start to split test? Is it the creatives, the audiences, the landing page, the back end? I'm kind of curious what your first areas of opportunity are once you start kind of seeing that data to kind of, you know, start testing some more. Yeah, so in the be- so in, in terms of like the orders of what you should split test, um, I, I personally recommend joining a course uh, just because generally courses will tell you which offers to promote. And then you can kind of get a good deal of what the other students in the course are promoting. So you kind of know which ones do well. So you don't even need to spend money split testing the offers, right? And then right now is Metacore. Metacore is the top weight loss offer is doing super well. So um, if you already know that, there's no really real need to split test because other, I guess, experienced affiliates like me and so many other affiliates who are scaling big have already split tested different offers and determined that this one is the best one at the current time, right? So you can kind of follow the trend in that way. In terms of uh, new beginners' success, where they're going to have the most success is split testing the creatives and copies, right? Because if your creative and copy is strong, um, and then, then you're going to get a ton of clicks. Once you get a ton of clicks... I guess your landing page also needs to be pretty strong, but courses will also give you strong performing landing pages. That's why I recommend courses oh. um, just because they give you such a strong base to start with so that you don't really need to split test the landing pages and offers. That's already kind of taken care of for you. All you're really focusing on is split testing the creatives and copies. So that's where I would start. Um, 
creatives and copies. And then they also give you lookalike lists, searching courses. So if you have lookalike lists, the targeting is also taken care of for you. So all you really need to do, you don't even need to do targeting yet. You can do it when you want to scale more, right? You want to split test different audiences to scale. But in the beginning, all you need to worry about is the creative and copy. Um, if you don't have the lookalike list, landers, or even you don't even know what offer to promote, ooh, that, that's kind of hard because now you're going to have to split test everything and that's going to cost a, quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's huh. pretty tough. I didn't realize the networks essentially gave you the landing pages. That's that's where you know at least a template for it. That's pretty snazzy there. To oh make no, they, the courses do that, not necessarily the oh. uh, the offers, but the courses will. That makes sense. So kind of just like a template. Hey, this has been proven across the line. Just you know, plug and play, kind of more or less. Yeah, and then landing pages are slightly more risky to split test as well, um, just because Facebook kind of scans that a little bit more thoroughly so if your landing page is non-compliant there's a pretty high chance you're going to get shut down and obviously you don't want that happening um, that's why i would stick to the landing pages the courses generally recommend and then try to optimize that landing page even more by like split testing the headlines because at least that landing page gets approved right? it's pretty hard to find landing pages that get back especially if you're running affiliate offers on facebook everybody knows um you, you're going to face shutdowns makes sense so I got a million dollar question for you. Now, god damn, it just slipped through my mind. All right. Gosh. How do you spend 50K a page? <laughs> That's okay. Okay. It, it was kind of around the 50K. It's always a, a safe question, though. No, it, it was a big one, to be honest. I'm trying to think of what it was, but oh, oh my god. I know what it was. So we're talking about split testing audiences. Now, with you spending, you know, 50 to 100K a day. I want to hear what are your most fruitful audiences because I do a lot of Facebook ads and man, I love the broad and I imagine with that much money you're spending, you got a ton of data. So how broad are your audiences you're kind of targeting there? Yeah, so lookalikes tend to do really well. Lookalikes are probably one of the best ways to scale, just getting different lookalike audiences. Um, and then zero targeting is also a big one. If you guys know what zero targeting is, that's just targeting nothing. Right, and then you could target worldwide like that once your pixel has enough data. So first, you want to start in the U.S. Um, you want to target the U.S. And then I specifically target 40 to 65-year-olds because that's like if you're in weight loss, you should probably target more like 40 to 65-year-olds. And then because my pixel is so strong, I don't even target anything. So I leave the detailed targeting area just blank. And then my pixel has enough data to actually go find customers for me already at this point. Um, but if you're first starting, so that's like if you when you when you want to scale big, right? So right now, since I'm spending that much, I want to do as broad as I can. Even for the age range, I'll even go lower, like 25 to 65. Sometimes, if I feel like my creatives or copies or whatever is getting tapped out quickly. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and I mean I love that, and it really goes down to kind of what you mentioned earlier. You got to spend money to get that data. You got to creative test because when it comes down to it, the algorithm is way smarter than any media buyer out there. So. You really got to buy that data, man. That, that, that's really it. It's like, I think targeting is important, but it's also not as important as people think. Because once you do gather enough data, your, your pixel is going to be able to find you purchasers almost no matter what ad you ran, run, as long as the creative and copy is strong. Amen to that. Well, James, that's working good for you right now, but let's go ahead and get to the, the not so pretty side of things. So what is your poor ad? What's something you thought would kill it that kind of crashed and burned? 
Um, yeah, I try to think of this one. I couldn't really think of too many things. I mean, I basically split test anything that will work. And actually, most things I test actually don't do well. You know, and I kind of expect that to happen. Like, if I get an idea, I just split test it. Um, but I do have, like, a slightly embarrassing story earlier in my career. You know, so basically, when I'm running ads, first thing I wake up, and depending on the ad performance, I would kill ads that aren't doing well, right? Meaning I turn them off. And then I usually turn them back on at 12 a.m. because they tend to re-optimize at 12 a.m. at night so that the following day, maybe they will perform well, even if they didn't do well uh, the previous day. So one time I turned them back on around 11 p.m., thinking that the budget of the ad would pace evenly, right? But then instead, it spent the entire budgets on the ad sets in less than an hour by the end of the day. So when I turned them all back on at 11 p.m., by 12 a.m., within an hour, it spent my entire budget. So I ended up losing... I think it was like three to 5K in an hour. And at that time, that was a ton. And obviously it's optimized horribly because Facebook is just trying to spend your money and they're just sending it out to anyone, right? And I got like five purchases from like 5K ad spend. So I was stressed back then because back then- What did you do? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Facebook just can't pace that budget. I've had that happen so many times. That sucks, man. (laughs) I got scarred from that point. I always make sure I turn on my ads after 12, 1201. So that thing never happens again. Yeah. And something you can even do to combat that. And I still do this to this day. Cause I mean, at that spin level, I mean, I reset everything daily campaigns, audiences, creatives, but you can always use automated roles. I have some of those set up in some of my accounts that automatically pause, you know, at six or 7 a.m. If performance is down, same at 12 or 6 p.m. And then they automatically restart, you know, at the ad level or ad set level the following day at 12, basically. So that way, you can kind of put on a little bit more on autopilot because, yeah, that, that stuff still typically works. But, yeah, if you get caught up at 10 or 11 p.m. and Facebook's messing up, that'll it'll, it'll churn through all that budget quick. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I have to get into because I'm managing a lot of accounts and rules and ads would make my life a lot easier. But I've just done everything manual since the beginning. But, yeah, I'm starting to look into the rules. I need to get into that because there's, there's definitely a couple of times when I don't kill ads right, or I'm, like, out hanging out with my friends. I'm like, oh, ads are probably doing well. And I come home and like one ad just lost me 5K and it's like, God damn it. <laughs> well, you got a good connect. I'll send you all my rule formulas because I got about 20 of them. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, heck yeah. That's, that's a tricky one there. Okay. So scaling, man. With the budgets you have, I imagine this next segment's going to be epic here. So of course, you know, with the name of the podcast, we love to meet the cross marketing kind of more the financial side of things so what kind of financial tips or principles do you kind of live by you can kind of share with your audience whether it's personal or you know business related okay um yeah i'll just kind of give you a little bit of a background like in my early days so as an earlier advertiser uh, just getting into facebook ads i had very little capital like most people and then i ran into capital issues when scaling like at first i found a winning ad winning creative offer all the combinations were good and then I, w- I was scaling super hard and then I ran out of uh, funds. So I had to stop my ads, which sucked because it messed up the optimization. They just stopped spending because everything, all my cards were maxed out. Um, and then I was running on my personal cards at this point. So uh, to increase my spending capability, um, I started getting credit, like business credit cards, um, Amex. And then it's like a small tip for Amex. Some people think that if you don't have a business, like an LLC or S Corp, you can't get an Amex business. But if you just call them over the phone, um, you can actually kind of, in a sense, lie about that info and say, yes, I already have a business. 
And then you just tell them like, oh, you're spending 200K a day or like 100K a day. I told them some absurd number back then. So they're like, oh, this must be a big player. I'm just going <laughs> to open it for them. And they, and I know like, uh, and they never asked me for any EIN number for my company. They just approved me and they just sent me the uh, business card. And that's how I got approved. Um, so that's a tip. And then sometimes when you call the rep, like be nice to him and try to talk to him. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, we need an EIN number. We can't open it for you. This happened with a couple of the students that I worked with. And just hang up the phone and just call back again, get another rep, and just keep doing that. And you'll eventually get a rep that'll just open it for you. Um, wow. So little... EINs, EINs aren't that difficult to get, though. <laughs> yeah, EINs not that hard. But I guess, you. I mean, I recently learned that you can get EINs without actually uh, having a corporation. Like, you don't need the articles of incorporation. You can just file for an EIN. But back I mean, then, I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. You're just like, I need a card today. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need this ASAP. And then, so that's mm -hmm. one thing I did. So, and then once you get an Amex business card, it's super easy to increase the spend because you just max it out, pay it off. You just keep doing that really quickly. And then you eventually tell, uh, you eventually tell Amex to increase your spending limit. And they'll do it for you as long as you make your uh, payments. And then another thing that helps, this is specifically for affiliates. Um, Iman's helped me a lot, but once you start actually spending a lot, uh, they'll actually help you get on faster payouts. So instead of like three weeks or two weeks, they could get it down to a week. You know, so Iman and Darcy is the person for that, or just whoever your account manager is. How often? Uh, how often do you have to go in and and pay off your your Amex? Well, now I I don't really have to pay it off. I pay it off maybe like once a week or something. I could spend up to like 500. Sometimes I'll leave like a 500K balance on there <laughs> before actually uh, paying it off. But like early on, you want to constantly do it. Oh, and this is another tip that I learned from an Amex rep. I ask a ton of questions like when I'm on the phone so I can learn everything about it. But one thing I learned is you also want to make bigger payments too. So actually making your payments less frequently is better in terms of getting your spending limit increased. Okay, so... Um, for example, if your limit is 5K, uh, every time you spend 2K, you don't want to pay it off, spend 2K, pay it off, spend it. You don't want to do that. Instead, you want to actually max it out to 5K, the maximum limit they allow you to do it, pay it off then. So the bigger payments you make, uh, they actually like that more and they'll approve you for higher spending uh, more quickly because you actually look like you need the higher spend limit. Hmm. Right? If you're maxing out your cards every time, then they see that as, oh, this person needs a higher spend limit and they'll actually increase it faster for you. Damn. Um, do you ever have to prepay? Like, what do you do on like holidays and weekends? Um, do you just kind of no, go? No, I mean, Amex, Amex services, like another good thing about them is I think they're 24-7. I've caught them late at night sometimes. If I have any issues, you can make the bill payments. I've never had a, or early on, I've had my payments blocked, but that's because I reached the spending limit. And that's because I literally didn't have the funds. So this actually, one, I cut it really close. So I calculate everything on a spreadsheet, exactly how much I need. And then so just say on Wednesday, I was going to get paid like a 100K check from Digistore, right? And sometimes that 100K wouldn't even hit my checking account, but I would pay off 100K. I would pay off 100K in my Amex account and just hope that the Digistore 100K clears before Amex pulls it out of my account. Oh. And I've done that. I've like pushed the limit a couple times and then Amex sometimes uh, declined it because they would actually try to pull it out of my account and they'll say it's in insufficient funds. You know, So I, earlier when I was scaling really fast, uh, that happened a few times. But 
they were cool with it. I, I just explained the situation and like Amex customer support is the best. They'll help you do anything. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend in partnership with MasterCard. And if you are an aggressive affiliate dealing with dozens of ad accounts, or you are in gray hat or black hat verticals, such as drop shipping, CBD, or other verticals where you're dealing with ad accounts getting shut down, business managers getting shut down, or even de-platform from platforms like Facebook and Google, then you absolutely need to check out Funnel Dash's ad card. We give you unlimited free virtual debit and credit cards. So you can have a dedicated card for every single ad account campaign. And you can attach any name and address in the US so you have complete anonymity on the card and at the card level. Plus, one of my favorite features is that you don't have to pre-fund or even top off like most typical virtual card solutions today. So if this is you and you're operating these verticals, whether you're an agency or an advertiser, then check out AdCard at FunnelDash.com. So this is really, I'm, I'm going back to square one here, but with you scaling really fast across Facebook, do you have a foolproof way of kind of doing it just yet? Doubling budgets, 20% increments. How are you getting to 50 to 100K a day? Maybe you're at 30K right now and it's going really good and you want to spend 50K. How are you kind of taking us to that next level exactly? I think scaling slow, I think 20% is probably the best way to go, um, especially if you're running affiliate offers. You could, you could scale faster for sure. And it also depends on how strong your ROI is. So if my ROI is not as good, then I wouldn't scale as aggressively. But if I have a, super amazing creative copy like everything's good and the roi is solid then i scale really hard and then i jump the budget up so it, it depends on how strong i guess your performance is and then i scale depending on that because what if your roi is not that good you don't want to scale hard because roi does tend to go down as you scale yeah and it's about kind of just doing the calculations and finding the sweet spot so what i actually do um to calculate is uh just say just say like at 12, 12 p.m., my total profit is 10K. But then by 12 a.m., if I spend it for another hour, my profit is still 10K, but my revenue went up a lot. Like there's no point of keeping it run the rest of the day or just scaling it so much. I would just find that sweet spot where your, uh, I guess your profit, your actual absolute value in terms of profit is the highest and go for there. That makes sense. Sure. Man. I'm not sure if that makes sense because at a certain point of scale, you actually start to make less money. Oh yeah, so you, yeah. It's you don't the- want you don't want to outscale yourself. Like it's like you're you're scaling. Like if sometimes I'll be making like just say 50k a day in profit, right? And then I'll scale really big. My numbers would look big, but then I look back at my chart and I actually did only you know 40k in profit, and it's like what the hell happened, right? And, and if that's the case, then I would scale back a little bit actually. So it goes up and down. And then so this around 50K is kind of the sweet spot that I found works really well. Man. Yeah. And I was even looking at that Metacore, some of those offers, and I was just going through them. And man, these products have an 869 marked out for 127. I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Metacore is, Metacore is something. Their upsells are pretty legendary too. I got to go through it now. Oh God. Yeah, we actually uh, scaled their old offer. So their old offer was uh, Lepitox. Um, yeah, I did a couple mil to Lepitox too. That was the same person that made Metacore. So I actually already had a really good relationship with them. And that's the only reason why 
I decided to come over to Digistore with them because I just, I like the owner of Metacore. Like he's cool. And then obviously the offer kills. So of course I'm going to work with them. Wow. Man. Amazing. James, you killed it. Yeah. Thank you so much, man, for just like sharing all the goods and oh yeah, and and super detail oriented on, on everything. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I do have like one more thing. This will yeah. help like manage finances and actually help your ROI. This is for it's kind of everyone. And it's just having like a simple spreadsheet that tracks all your ad spend, initial sales, upsells, um, obviously your product costs, and then uh, refund rates. Uh, try to get like an average refund rate. And then once you get all of that data, like in the beginning when you don't have data, it's kind of hard to tell. But once you start getting data, you could actually start to calculate what your exact cost per purchase is you need uh, before you start breaking even. And then from there, it gets much easier to calculate ROI and things like that. And the reason why it's important to do refund rates is uh, refunds will actually kick in later. So you might think you're doing 30, 40% margins right now, but you're not including like the 10% refund rates. And then I know a lot of affiliates don't really calculate that in. So when they scale quickly and then their sales go down, right? So they're maybe doing like 20K a day. And then now later on, whatever, for whatever reason, maybe their ad accounts got shut down. They're doing like a thousand a day they're getting hit with like 500 to $1,000 refunds a day. Oh, wow. Right. So, so just beware of that. Um, yeah. That's super legit. Yeah. And hey, in order to get those numbers, you got to spend some money. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love it. Well, James, how can people get in touch, man? Um, I mean, IG is pretty good, but maybe not IG actually. I get kind of a lot of responses on there. Skype is <laughs> a good one, but also my Skype chat's pretty failed. <laughs> you just got you got to reach out to, you got to reach out to iman iman will connect you to me and then she will she'll vet you out <laughs> there you go i love it <laughs> that's awesome and what are you excited about next what, what's next for you honestly just affiliate marketing i'm trying to learn how to scale this thing even more so i'm just taking a lot of courses for like facebook ads i'm trying to get a little bit better with because it's i feel like as of this point in terms of creatives and copies i kind of know exactly how to make really good uh, creatives. And then copy, I'm starting to learn how to do some copywriting myself so I can make more, be even better copies. And then um, just Facebook ad skills too, just Facebook optimization, starting to look into CBO a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know Tim Bird has a lot of really good uh, stuff with mm. that kind of like Facebook ad optimization. Depeche, I know Depeche just dropped the CBO, so I bought his course learning. So just kind of just trying to just be a better Facebook advertiser, honestly, that's it. Well, James, you and I will chat. We'll do some trading rules, some affiliate stuff. We'll get you set up, man. I got some good stuff for you. Nice. Yeah, Perfect. I love it. I love it. All right, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, James. All right. Thank you guys for having me. so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoorad.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funnel-com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoorad.com. To leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.